Leadership is about other people. Leadership is about them living a better life. It's about me eating last. They come first. And if I'm an entrepreneur or CEO, like Patrick, it's all about is the team doing well? Because it doesn't benefit a company for the CEO to do great and the everybody else to do bad. So when you hate competition, you become people pleaser. I would say if you're a people pleaser, how can you speak up more? People pleasing will either get you in trouble, you're going to please the wrong person, you should have never said yes to that person, and then you're going to build a reputation that everybody takes advantage of you. Because we grew up single mom, three boys, we were homeless living in our dry cleaner. We grew up on welfare and food stamps. If you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter which path you take. Parity is power. The drive I have, the fire I have, I want to take over the world. Anybody who thinks they're a leader and turns around and has nobody following was just taking a walk. Welcome to my show. Thank you for having us, Mario. Absolutely. So we like to do a traditional for our show. First, I want to ask you, what are three things you're grateful for today? Three things I'm grateful for yes. today. Number one, I have to say uh, my wife and son were at home. You know, um, they were getting some sun today outside, so I'm grateful for my family. Uh, two, grateful for the opportunity to be alive and to be able to work and do something unique. Um, and three, I'm really grateful for the people that I'm around. Okay. And uh, on, above all, all that, obviously, um, there's a lot more to that. Aaron will talk about the higher uh, level of that. But I'm very grateful for a lot of things right now. But those are quick three. Amazing. Amazing. How about you? On my side, um, I'm really grateful for my relationship. It's helping me evolve a lot. I'm very grateful that I have great leaders, uh, PVD, Mario, Leo, uh, people that can guide you. They have been in your shoes before and can guide you. And number three, I'm really grateful that we have an impact in the world. It feels great when you wake up and you do that every single day. Mm. Yeah, That's love wonderful. it, love it. Um, before we start, uh, Mario, after Mike go through the leadership and business, um, would you mind, I want to ask you about relationship oh. and love. Would you oh. be kind enough to answer? Would you be comfortable? Sure, let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can jump into that after relationship. Mike told me this podcast was uh, PG-13, but if you want to go, <laughs> you want to go R-rated, yeah. let's do it. Sorry, Mike. I'm okay, I'm okay. And then, you know, if we have time, you know, we can jump into astrology or something like that. Yeah, and sure, we're open. Yeah. Let's talk okay. about it, yeah. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Okay. So the second question I want to ask is, what's some of the common challenges as a leader that you're facing right now that you're working in a company? That's a good question. So the common challenges in leadership, I'll, I'll be very honest here, and yes. I'm not going to you know, hold anything back in terms of leadership because it's, it's so funny. I was telling the team before we went to an event last week, you were at the vault. Yes. We saw you guys, and you guys, I was telling Mike, you guys have an incredible personality. And when we met at the office, you said, Mike is just, he's going to keep going and going and going, and that's how we got you, Aww. right? Because yes. he won't stop. He's relentless. Yeah. But one of the common things about leadership is some people don't make the decision to really be leaders. Because the decision to be a leader is a huge commitment. It's probably one of the greatest commitments you can ever make in business is to be a leader. And leadership can be very tough. It can be lonely. It can be a little sad. It can be hard on your personal. It can be hard on your mental. When you really commit to leadership, it takes a lot out of you as an individual because you're fully vested in the success of somebody else. You no longer have the ability to be by yourself. Leadership is about other people. Leadership is about them living a better life. It's about me eating last. They come first. And if I'm an entrepreneur or CEO, 
like Patrick, it's all about is the team doing well because it doesn't benefit a company for the CEO to do great and the everybody else to do bad. So leadership is a very big responsibility. Um, and I think um, one of the toughest things is some leaders really don't understand the um, the real meaning of what it is to say, I want to lead something. John Maxwell, one of my favorite quotes I've ever read, he says, anybody who thinks they're a leader, anybody who thinks they're a leader and turns around and has nobody following was just taking a walk. That's so if you're a leader and you think you're a leader, turn around. How many people are following you, including, including your family and yeah. your kids? Because yeah. a lot of people are great at leading companies and they're great at leading employees and leading 1099s and contractors around the world. <laughs> they're great leaders on Zoom, but they can't lead their wife. They can't lead their kid. Yes. They can't lead their mom or dad. Nobody wants to listen to you. You have no voice or opinion. Leadership is a very deep topic, guys. Yeah. Don't so, even get me going on leadership, Mike. Right. So leadership <laughs> is more like a lifestyle now. It's wow. I love what you just said. Leadership is a lifestyle. I love that. But that's my opinion. What? Do you, what how would you answer that question? I, I, something that I learned from Patrick was uh, a, a leader should provide three things. Number one is an example. You should lead by example. Yeah. Do things that um, if I'm doing it, I'm showing you, you can also do it. Number two is provide opportunities. You have to provide opportunities not only for your employees, for your community, for your family. You have to lead in every single way. And number three, something that he said at the vault that was amazing is a leader makes other people do things that they would never do on their own. Is that going above and beyond, getting that one more call, one more contract, one more uh, 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 um, presentation, Whatever you do, you as a leader, it's example, opportunity, and make people do things that they wouldn't do on their own. Right. Wow. Wow. I love that. I love Leadership that. is yeah, one of so our favorite to topics. So at Valuetainment, we have four core beliefs, capitalism, debate, entrepreneurship, and leadership. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things that we, we're building the company on. So leadership is very important. Yeah. Right. Because right. um, you have to initiate a lot of things to, to build that leadership so my story here is my wife she very scared of speaking english um, yeah to the just audience. a limiting it's belief a though belief. um so i work with a client who speak in burmese mm -hmm. i study in i study and work in london several years um for like three four years back in london but it's just limiting belief that i've been wanting to do a podcast for a year and a half but it was always back and forth and maybe the wedding just make me a vibrant, vital, optimistic vibe after that, which is like, okay, let's do that. Because there's always like, what if they don't understand my English? Mm. You know, it's just a limiting belief. Once it's like break down. So right now I cannot shut up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop. I can't stop anymore. You know, it's just the fear. I say, I say have doubt and fear, but you know, I stay walk with the fear right now. You know, I think everybody has fear. Mm. So, uh, speaking of fear, do you have any fear right now, Mario? Fears? Yeah. What do you What are you afraid of right now? You know what? I used to be very afraid when I had a lower identity, and I was very afraid when I had. I struggled with depression for a while. Yeah. I struggled with alcohol for a while. I was very afraid when I had other things running my life. The moment I got closer to my faith, you know, obviously I love God. I believe in God. Mm -hmm. The moment that became clear, and I felt like somebody was there for me no matter what, mm -hmm. I lost a lot of that fear. Um, if anything, I had to balance the other side, not imposing fear on other people. 
you know, because sometimes when you're not fearing some things, you don't realize maybe we can cause fear in other people in the way we lead, the way we manage, the way we boss, you know, the way that we do certain things. Um, but the biggest thing that right now, if you were to ask me um, what I'm afraid of is not reaching my capacity in life to what we're supposed to do. David Goggins one time said, um, the worst thing that could happen in your life is to come face to face and meet the person that you could have become and you didn't do it. I love that. I love it. That is my biggest fear in life that, um, you know, my wife just went to an event downtown with, um, Epic talks. Uh, and, uh, Melissa was very kind. If you're watching this, Melissa, shout out. But, um, she showed up and they did this whole exercise where you get on, you close your eyes, you get on a boat, you arrive to this Island, you get to the door and the person that opens the door, it's you. You get invited inside. It's a beautiful lifestyle, beautiful house, beautiful place. The life is just amazing, but you can't stay there. And before you leave, the, that version of you gives you a little box. You open the box. What's inside? You know? Yeah. And it's that opportunity to not know what could I really have done, Scarlett, if I did everything the right way, the best way. That's, that's, I'm so afraid of, of not being that person. Wow. It's wow. funny. So. It's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, um, we, we share the same fear. One of the things is, uh, and I agree. We're fear brothers. We're fear brothers. <laughs> We're fear, and fear brothers. Uh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm also uh, I'm a man of faith. Uh, God is, is my number one. And there's this concept that if you believe in God, the universe, my case, God, God created us with a purpose. That purpose has an end. Okay. At the end, there's an identity that you have. Mm. So that's your God-created identity. Mm. My biggest fear is going through life, knowing that God created an identity to me, for me. And I went through life just cruising around. And I never fulfilled the promise and the mission that I was sent here to this earth to do. Wow. That's deep. I love that. We can't let you get away with it. So what are you guys' uh, <laughs> I want to know some fears over here, too. I know Mike called himself Hercules. I saw one of the pictures. He said I was Hercules for like Halloween. But uh, even Hercules has some fears. I'm yeah, sure. I, I do have some a lot of fears. I, the, the unknown, the uncharted territory that i never been tapping with. And, you know, the trip in, in Miami here is wonderful. And it's just like, I don't know these people. And then now I show up, I was like, I know a lot of people. So that's a fear that's like, you know, what was the outcome? It's just inside me. It's just fear. It yeah. Doesn't, like a just mindset. in your head. It's a mindset. Yeah. Yeah. It's just in your head. Yeah. I think we fear about something's not happening yet. It's For me right yet. now, we planning to have a baby next year. Mm. Um, Congratulations. So, uh, thank you. That's we. Awesome. I am someone who is passionate about my work. I love to serve people. I love to help them. Um, so maybe it's a little bit of ADHD as well. <laughs> so... When I have a baby, somehow as a mom, I have to chill, right? So if I want to work, how can I balance with the baby? So that's the fear. I want to put into my work. I want to serve people. At the same time, I want to give time to my baby. So that's why I told Mike that I'm not going to walk for like six months. I'm just saying, <laughs> right? You take care of me, everything on the baby because I want to take care of the baby. So that's something like it's not happening yet because for me, I like to be prepared and I like to be ready. So like in my business, I'm trying to set up the system, trying to hire more people so that I can relax. I will do less and make more money. That's something I'm trying to do right now. Still a lot of fear, but I say, 
have to push for that. Yeah. 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 I, I actually can relate to you on that because yeah. obviously Barbie, um, just, she's a great mom. We just, we have an 11 week, actually, no, he's three months now, just last week, three months. And she had a similar fear mm-hmm. and how are we going to do it? And at the end of the day, you just, you make it happen because leaders make it happen. Yeah. From what, just knowing you, the short amount of time we have, yeah. you're both leaders. And leaders, for some reason, they find a way to make things work. Then it's about just accepting the the cards at hand. Patrick told me one time, and I think you'll like this, he said, everybody gets the same deck of cards in life, but some people get the cards a little sooner than the other people. Some people flip these cards and they get ace, king, jack, ace, king, king. And like, wow, this person's growing so fast. They're amazing. Yeah. And then the other person, two, three. Three, four, seven, king. Thank God I needed a king, right? <laughs> then an, an ace. Oh, my God, I'm doing better. And then four, four, three. Oh my, but, but at the end of the day, everybody has the same cards. I think when you become a parent, all of a yeah. sudden the deck of cards gets shuffled. <laughs> and you're like, you don't know, every day is like a different card. Yeah. But you, you, hopefully, you, you know, you have a right partner and spouse. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be able to do what I do without my wife. Yeah. And then she wouldn't be able to have the you know, calm and steadiness at home if I wasn't doing my part either. So yeah. right. teamwork, I think at that point, we need more couples to stay together, you know? Yeah. 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 I love Single that. parents. I don't know how my mom did. Single mom, three boys. Did we parents? Yes. No. Well, no, divorced. So that that part, like, that's where I realized now, like, how do you do it as a single parent? Yeah, shout I'm out trying to, to single mom or oh, Shout out to single yeah. parents out there. Yeah. Single dads too because, dads too, yes. man, moms are so good. They have all these unique <laughs> ways to deal with a kid. Uh, dads are just like robots when it comes to the, the child, you know, yeah. but um, we're, we're, we do our best. So right. you're going to be fine. Thank you. Thank you know, you. I have two follow up questions. Uh, uh, what you just said. Um, number one, how your wife, Bobby, is managing all of that. Right. Because he wanted she wanted she's someone that she's passionate about work, too. So how is she doing it? You know, how she's supporting you. Like she is she have like is she upset? Like if you're doing podcasts with us right now, you know, at home, yeah. You know, how she how she emotionally managing it, you know? You know, I, th- I think communication was very important and yeah. it's still very important. You know, we we're like a roller coaster. Mm. We're doing good and they're oh my gosh. Here we go, yeah, everything is fine. And then like two nights ago we couldn't find the right milk we needed at the store. <laughs> so we went to three, four Which different stores. Doing? Yeah, that one. It's an Enfamil and you know, it's just you look for it. But how she's doing it is she told me what she needed from me. So we were very clear on if I'm going to be here, this is what I need from you. You know, I need to be able to take a shower. I need to be able to rest a little bit. And I need you to help me here. Uh, I'm going to need you to come, you know, and show up at this time or go here. I'm going to need one day to just go do my thing. And we're just, we're balancing it. Mm. But she was very good at communicating with me how I can be set up for success. I love that. Because, and, and that was like after the first week where I made a lot of mistakes. Mm. right so i work my same schedule i'm there at <laughs> 10 o'clock 11 and i'm like how's the baby good and you're sleeping all right awesome well that looks easy she's like right. yeah no you missed the entire day yeah. and this is not easy but communication was one expectation yeah okay. and then from there it's really reminding me she's really good at giving me perspective for okay. example uh babe you're going to want to be here at this time because he's awake at this time so he can see your face if she doesn't tell me that he needs to see my face, and she's also reading a lot about the stages, so she's able to tell me what to pay attention to, and I can be even more intentional with my time with the baby um, because of what she's learning. So she's she's helping me be a good dad with the limited time that I have. Communication, like reading. Yeah. She's awesome. By the way, I, I, I've known uh, <clears throat> Barbie and, uh, uh, a, a little bit more closer in the 
past couple of months or maybe more. Mm -hmm. One of the things is we have an event, Barbie's there. Even pregnant or with a baby. Supportive every, every Sunday to church. We go, we go to brunch. It's one of those kind of persons that no matter what, no matter what, you know they're supporting in this case Mario. Mm. She's amazing and she has a way to not only support him, but also has have her own identity yeah. and be a completely separate person, but supporting Mario. And that's awesome. I love that. Because you know, um, um like Mario says a dream team. But at the end of the day, I have my own light. I have my own business. He has his own business. I'm supporting him. But when he's about to shine, I need to put a spotlight on him. You know, I can't take like, you know, spot take the shine all the time. So it's just like balancing, you know, when we need it to too. So can I go for another yeah, follow-up yeah, question? Yeah, go ahead, baby. Um, so Mario, you mentioned that when you meet Mike, right, you know that he's a leader. Yeah. How do you... How do you measure when you meet someone, right? Because to be honest, um, I honestly, I told Mike that you just met Mario. Right? You just met Mario. So how do you see a person, whether that person a leader or not? What are the like, like in, in my, in my uh, you know, in my method, for us, we like intuition, the vibe. If the vibe is good, we can vibe, right? If the vibe is off, like no, right? That's just intuition. But from your perspective, you know, also like, you know, critical thinking. How do you measure a person as a leader or like follower? I would, I would say um, with Mike, it was the approach. The approach was very professional and kind when we met. Um, physiology. It wasn't insecure. It was confident, excited, positive. Yeah. Then it was the, the audacity, you know, to say, I'd like to do this. A leader is going to direct they lead. He led. I'd like to meet. I'd like to say hello. I'd like to do a picture. I'd like to visit the office. I'd like to do this. Other people are asking, do you think that maybe we could? So just that little so change powerful. of language, the way, you say the way he communicated, yeah. I said, this guy's a leader. He's leading something. Come to find out he's running his own business, doing everything you guys are doing with Airbnbs and you know the, the online academy you guys have. Um, but then from there, the biggest one is follow-up. Real leaders follow-up. Everybody wants to get your business card and they don't call you. They don't email you. They don't text you. A lot of people said they'd come to the office. He showed up. Mm. Or maybe you go there next time I'm around. Maybe I'll stop by before I leave. No, nah, they partied in Miami and they forgot. Yeah. He showed up to the office. I'm here. When do you want to meet? <laughs> when do you want to get together? The last three days, I'm like, Mike, I can't have lunch today. Yeah. Barbie's under the weather. I can't have lunch today. I had another guy that was coming. I said, tomorrow. We're going to eat it. Uh, I can't say because some people, oh, this will be out. But only Ty. He's like, we're going to go over here. <laughs> and we're going to go eat here. He's, he always, I booked it from this time to this time. He's a leader. It's all the little things like that. Wow. Indicators. I, I would add two things that um, leaders do things that other people wouldn't do. And one of the things is you both were spending four days that you could have been at the beach in the Labor Day weekend mm -hmm. uh, with, with family, Action. with friends. But you're there, you're learning. And then is uh, fast decision making. You know what? Uh, after this event, I want to contact Mario. I want to do this. I want to do yeah. this. I want to do this. And not only I want, I will, and I'm doing it. So that coming through, that tells a lot about uh, the character of someone. I see. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we cancel the ticket. We, we don't have, have a, a ticket anymore. Yeah. 
That's right. That's right. Lyra's the same too. Lyra's has been here the whole time. <laughs> you know, so it's not just you. You have her life to worry about as a leader. You got to be careful there. But let me let me go back for like you know a minute on the question you were asking because I think too many people. I hope somewhere in the world this message gets heard. Yeah. But I think that sometimes uh, in a relationship and with kids, um, too many couples split apart. Mm. And when he talked about Barbie is everywhere, I'm also leading my wife. And I have to make sure, and Patrick taught me this. He said, I, I'm responsible for her environment. Yeah. I'm responsible for her associations. Mm. And I want her to be where I'm at. Because if that gap gets too wide, it leaves room for something else. Mm, I want. I want. I don't want a large gap between my wife and I, whether she likes it or not. I want her around, yeah. baby or not. I want her around. You know, throw up on her chest or not from the baby. You know, drinking <laughs> milk. I don't care. I want you around here because I feel better, more confident. And if I want to introduce you to somebody, you're around. But sometimes too many couples they they create this effect where they they become split. Mm-hmm. We're not the same anymore. Nobody's leading anybody. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Uh, yeah. Even though it's hard to do, leadership is about doing the things that other couples won't do. You know, because I don't want to have, I don't want to be a single parent. Yeah. So that's the other part of follow up on that conversation. But and, and by the way, before you jump on that, one one of the uh, important things also uh, about that proximity is it's good that you're not the same as uh, three months ago, one month ago. Uh, yeah. Patrick was saying in a me- in a meeting uh, recently that we had. You know what's the best thing that can happen to you? You go to Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner, and your family tells you, "I don't recognize you." Great, you've done you've done your part. So where I'm going with this is that Mario, he's gonna evolve. He's close to Patrick. He's leading big teams. He's running uh, basically valuetainment. So he has to make sure that while he's evolving, he needs to take Barbie to evolve with him. Yes. Of course. If not, okay. it's going to be, oh, sorry, I'm here, yeah. you're here, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't work anymore. Someone's yeah. going to left out. Yeah. 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 But leaders, you can also, you can you can see in somebody when they're a leader or not. And the, the, the biggest physical indicator is the eyes. Yes. And eyes tell you if somebody is struggling, mm-hmm. if they're hurt, <laughs> if they're tired. Like me around 11.30, good luck doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I get swollen. I get raccoon eyes around 11.30. And everybody, Patrick, tells me outside. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to get going. Mario's done. Um, but you can tell in the eyes. You meet yeah. somebody. There's there's something hungry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sparkly. It's exciting. Yeah. And you meet some people. You can just, just go anywhere, yeah. anywhere, and just look at people. Or maybe let's not go too far out on the streets. <laughs> you see yeah. the people asking for money. You look at their eyes, and they are hurt by life. You see the people that are hurting inside and they got a bitterness inside. They got that squint. Yeah. I say so much. Yeah. Wow. You can tell about a leader because they're going somewhere and they can see the future looks bright and I got to get there and I'm going, you know? I love that. I love leadership that. is yeah. leadership yeah. is amazing. No one ever said like, you got to look at people's eyes, like whether it's spot. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is. Now yeah, be careful. If you're married, you can't like stare. <laughs> you know, you go over looking at the <laughs> eyes. <laughs> you don't do that. Eric, don't do that. Yeah. No, it's not married, but. Looking, yes, yes, yes. Mike says, "Are looking in my eyes? Don't make it weird, Mike." Yeah. So, how you uh, differentiate the difference between a leaders and a managers? Oh, Eric, what do you think? Number one, uh, I think uh, a lot of said uh, in the title, which is, "You're managing," meaning you're making things work. Mm-hmm. Leaders, they create, they open paths, they they 
lead other people mm -hmm. when you lead means you're at the front you're creating a path for everyone i can manage i can manage a lot of things to keep them running but in the world of entrepreneurship capitalism the biggest impact in life in business in economy politics history has been people that have led from the front yeah. and they've opened paths for absolutely everyone to follow Wow. So I think for me, that's one of the biggest uh, uh, differences. And we went to watch uh, the movie Air, uh, which the movie, the entire movie, is not about the CEO. It's not about the founder. It's not about Michael Jordan. It's about an entrepreneur, someone that worked for the company and created a new way of, 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 of a new line, which was the Air Jordans. Mm -hmm. And just, in, I think it was the first year, $400 million in sales. Mm. Then everyone wants to do a sponsorship like that. Everyone, so you don't have to necessarily be the CEO, founder uh, uh, to, to be a leader. Mm. You can be an entrepreneur. You can be part of, of a company, of a startup. Yeah. You, just, you just have to have that drive, that fire to get and open a path for everyone to follow. Mm. I love that. What a beautiful share. If I was to, um, that's a really good point. If I was to break it down into something practical, when we bring people on board the company, I say there's three things that can happen here. Okay. And I see managers do this a lot. So there's, there's people who create, there's people who maintain and people that advance the brand. Um, managers are really good at maintaining what's happening. So they're going to come in and get the job done. Yeah. A manager is going to do their regular job they're paid to do, and then they're going to ask you for raises and bonuses. It makes zero sense to me when that happens. You got paid to do this job. Why would you get paid more? Unless you're creating and advancing the brand and mm. going above and beyond, yeah. and unless you bring that level of leadership, then sure, let's move you up. Let's go to director. Let's go to C-level. Let's go to executive. Let's go to a big promotion. Yeah. Right. Or maybe you're too good. You start your own company. Right. Um, but managers are really good at doing a job. And there's this, you know, you guys have heard it before, but managers tell people what to do. Leaders inspire. A manager is really good at, like you said, making things work. Mm -hmm. But leaders are creating new ways to reward their team. They're creating new ideas. Leaders are asking, what if? How about we do this? Why do we do it like that? They're challenging the status quo. Managers accept the status quo. This is the way that you do it. I will do it like you said. You didn't tell me that. Nobody ever told me. A leader says, listen, I know you didn't tell me, but I was paying attention to this, and I noticed that. So why don't we start doing this? Have you ever thought about that? Mm. There's such a difference. Managers are black and white, and a leader... They, they, they find a way to, to add some color to any company that they're at. I love it. I love, I love it. it. It's quite oh. a different though. Yeah. 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 Different perspective. Yeah, different perspective. Like, yeah. yeah. Now, how you can handle when it's conflicts? Because you work with a lot of people, there might be a conflict. Now, how you can handle as a leader? First of all, uh, the, uh, I think it's the book uh, from the book, Crucial Conversations. Uh, yeah. You can tell... Uh, if a, a culture is healthy, if confrontations are being bring up front. Mm. If you hide confrontations, you cannot be a leader. You have to be okay with confrontation. Yeah. By the way, respectful confrontations. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, being okay, because the job of a leader is not agreeing to everything and saying yes, yes, yes. 
no. You, in, in that case, you're just at a station uh, signing checks or, or, or putting your signature somewhere. A leader has the job to lead. And sometimes some, some of your people, some of your team are not going to agree with you. Mm. And sometimes things that you don't like are going to happen. You have to be okay with having that confrontation up front. You cannot do it in front of everyone. You cannot uh, uh, disrespect, but you can take it aside and have that confrontation. Hard conversations, a lot. Difficult, very. But confrontation is one of the things that bring everyone together because if we can go through a fight, through a confrontation, and still be together, oh my God, what's what, what on earth is going to separate us? Mm. Nothing. Okay. What do you think? He's just talking to, he's talking my language. I like it. When you're at a company and you're working with a lot of other people, yeah. conflict is inevitable. Yeah. You know, some people try to find like perfect culture, no conflict. If you're not having some kind of conflict, nothing is breaking, nothing is growing yeah. because sure. the systems, you know, are just, everything is fine. There's no yeah. growth. Yeah. Patrick's once said if, and it's funny, we mentioned Patrick so much, but he's such a great teacher and he's yeah. been such a big part of, of my life for sure. 18 years. Um, he once said, look, I have, he's, he walked into a meeting. We had had so many fights and arguments, people calling each other out. The culture was struggling a little bit. Nobody wanted to talk to each other. And we walk into this room and he just stands there in silence. He said, I have an idea. He said, I found a way where we'll never have any problems ever again. I found the solution. He said, let's be average and let's be ordinary. Who's in? Wow. <laughs> We're like, wow. okay, who wants to grow and who wants to build a dynamic Ooh. company and who wants to kill it? I got chills now. And we go, like, <laughs> what we want. Okay. Yeah. So if you want zero problems, be average. Mm. The people who have, man, my life is perfect. I have nothing going on. Mm. They're living a pretty average life. The barbecues on weekends sound really good. All the shows mm. on Netflix sound really good. Mm. There's, n there's never anything, anything changing. No mm. change in routine. Mm. It's an average, boring, normal thing. So conflict is inevitable. So if conflict is inevitable, then we have to learn how to manage it. Yep. Yeah. So when it comes to leading with conflict, yeah. then you have to make sure you're standing rooted on values and principles. Mm. Right? You have to be a willow tree. The roots very deep and strong, stable, and you kind of get blown all over the place. You know, there's this um one of my favorite quotes to understand people is someone at war with themselves creates unnecessary conflict for other people. Wow. Wow. Sometimes we think as leaders, oh my God, there's so much conflict. I must be doing something wrong. No, that individual is struggling with something in their life. They, are, they don't have a good last appointment, which is their partner at night. Yeah. One of their employees just called them, um, you know, micromanager and they're struggling. Hurting people hurt other people. Yeah. Why are you acting like this? This is not you. Mm. But the worst thing that could happen is avoiding conflict. I just had a, um, a recent hiccup where I make mistakes too. We're speaking like we're professional, motivational people here. <laughs> but the truth is we probably make more mistakes as, or as many mistakes as other people. Yeah. We're yeah. human, yeah. right? Nobody's yeah. perfect. Yeah. But when I make a mistake, Patrick said, Mario, the reason that this happened is you avoided conflict. After 18 years, it's amazing how I can still forget. Ah, man, I just don't want to tell him. I don't want to say it. I don't want to, I don't want to bring it up. Why do I have to be the person who brings it up? Yeah. And avoiding conflict is the worst way to deal with conflict. Yeah. So how do you manage conflict? You have a conversation. And I think that we have to remember that we're dealing with humans.
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then the biggest mindset shift for me on dealing with conflict was never treating people today or new people like the ones who've hurt you in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, wow. That's or else we bring uninvited sense. conflict into the organization and we're jaded and people hurt us, you know, or you've, you know, um, you went through something with another person and they said, you're this and you're greedy and you, th- and then now we think everybody is that bad. Mm-hmm. And we start dealing with conflict with our walls up and our hearts closed. Yeah. And we forget to treat people with respect and dignity. You're just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. No, they're actually great people. But they were projecting what we have in other people. So yeah. I know that's a little bit of deeper response, oh, but it's very deep. It, it's it's reality. It's reality. It's reality. You were gonna say something. Yeah, I love that point. And and yeah. two things. The first one, uh, Patrick always uh, says, there's three type, three types of leader. Yeah. Bad leaders are the one that lead their people based on their past mistakes. Meaning, oh no, you know what? Uh, I don't think you're capable because six months ago you screwed up one of the projects. Yeah, I'm not gonna give it to you. Okay, average leaders, they treat you as who you are today. Hey, you're doing good, I'm gonna treat you good. You're not doing so good, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna spend more time with you, I'm not gonna give you more assignments. Great leaders, they treat you as who you can become. And what's funny is, is that you as a leader, you give them those shoes, big shoes to fill, mm-hmm. and eventually yeah. they grow They grow to fulfill them. Yeah, mm, I, love that. yeah. I, love that. I love that. I think to give some, some uh, more context for the people watching that are maybe in HR or they're doing management yeah. or they're leaders yeah. right now, mm-hmm. a conversation is going to go something like this. Scarlett, can I talk to you for a minute? Mm-hmm. Great. Can we sit down? Perfect. Um, and if you're going to have that conversation, make sure you're not rushing in on your phone, you're present. Um, how are you? Good. Great. I wanted to bring something up that recently happened. Can you help me understand so that I don't misinterpret? Ooh, that's because, a scary moment. <laughs> because I, I wanna I wanna make sure that before I bring up, you know, my perspective, that I understand why you did dot dot dot. You know, can you help me kind of understand your processing on why you made this decision? Can you help me understand? I just want some clarity on why you said this to the following person. Can you help me understand why this deadline and this problem happened here? And then from there, their tone of voice and their attitude will tell you how they're doing. And that's how you pivot. But too many people, we make this, and I've done this so many times, and I've been wrong. Okay, I can't believe you did this, Mike. Why'd you do that? You went over here and you told this person, I never said that, but they told me you said that. Hey, can I call? Oh, no, 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 I didn't say that. I said it sounded like he... Now you just created conflict. Now this person thinks you have zero emotional control. There's always two sides to a coin. Yeah. Right. And we got to get we got. So if you're going to have a crucial conversation, you better have the facts or else you're going to have somebody that now looks at you uh, as a ticking time bomb. Yeah. You don't want to be a ticking time bomb type of a leader. Okay. Um, I have one question for you, Mario. Um, I used to be someone who was afraid of confrontation. Um, do you think, that type of behavior, does it come from how you grew up? How you grew up with the, you know, what parents, or let's say if your parents always fight all the time, you become, you have to avoid the situation, right? Does it become in the habit? Is it coming from how you grew up, how you look up to your parents, right? So if someone is used to be like me, so how can you step up 
right? Because you hate confrontation. So when you hate confrontation, you become people pleaser. I would say if you're a people pleaser, how can you speak up more? How can you step up more? How can you, you know, make space more for yourself, make opportunity for yourself? If you're someone, you know, mm-hmm. is a people pleaser. Yeah, to answer the first part of your question, yeah. I, I absolutely think that it comes from different life experiences. You know, I know personally for me, um, money was a very sensitive topic yeah. when yeah. I started growing in my career mm-hmm. because we grew up single mom, three boys. We were homeless, living in our dry cleaner. Mm-hmm. We grew up on welfare and food stamps. We were always borrowing money from people. I was always at court negotiating evictions. And we, you know, we, we literally we'd go around and I and I love my mom to death. I love my family. A lot of them came through for us when I needed them. But the fact that I was asking people for money and we're asking for loans and just borrowing all the time, that topic hurt me a lot because I realized when you get older and you do that, you're very weak or you have no uh, financial stability. Right. And when you start getting, uh, you know, getting into a career and you have to negotiate a contract or ask for a raise mm-hmm. or money starts coming to you um, or you deserve something and you don't get it, it, it you don't even want to bring it up. You don't want to touch it. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation one time where that money came up and I realized, well, why do I feel the way I feel? And it wasn't anything I was doing wrong. I didn't even know how to accept a raise or a bonus. It felt awkward. So many times in my career, I said, I'm good. I don't need it. I don't want it. Because it just reminded me of all those moments where somebody was doing more for me than maybe I deserved. Mm. Uh, and I didn't want to be a beggar. Yeah. I've never in my career once asked for a raise. Till today, I've never asked for a raise. Um, and my boss, Patrick David, has been more than generous. For some reason, he is always taking care of me, but I've never asked. Too many people out there are asking and doing that. But yes, it comes from from that. You know, see. if, um, you know, there's a lot of people that grew up with a lot of traumatizing experiences. Right. And those things are real. Trauma is real. Uh, and if we don't face it and heal from it, somebody at the uh, after party of this event told me that the, the boy inside of a man needs to heal in order for the man to rise. Wow. Yes. yes. So a lot of people, when it comes to that, yeah. um, the reason that they can't face it is because they haven't really dealt with anything internal. So they avoid the conflict and they avoid those kind of scenarios. Mm-hmm. The other part is if somebody's a people pleaser, and I know a lot, of people pleasers, eventually people pleasing will either get you in trouble, yeah. you're gonna please the wrong person, mm-hmm. you should yeah. have never said yes to that person, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna build a reputation that everybody takes advantage of you. Yeah. And then when they you're really needed, you're not available. Yeah. It's just it's just a cycle that never stops. And eventually you have to realize your value and your worth and you have to delegate and you have to say no. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say no. You know, yes. it's, it's okay. It's so if you're people, if it's people pleasing a lot, sometimes people pleasers are, are looked at as weak because you can't say no. If you can't say no, it's really hard to lead. That's, that's so true. Yeah, It's really yeah. hard. Uh, yeah. They go hand in hand, I think. Yeah. And also, uh, um, I would add this, that for me, it was a, a lot of uh, perspective that changed my, the way that I saw, uh, I, I've read a great book that uh, Patrick recommended in, to one uh, of a clients in a lead mastermind. No more Mr. Nice Guy. And as hard as the title is, because like, what do you mean like you're a Mr. Nice Guy? I was. Maybe not the full description of the book, but in a lot of sense I was. And a perspective is that, so let me ask you this. If you have a conflict, any point of your life, are you going to handle it? Yeah, right? I don't know if it's now or if it's later. Mm-hmm. 
if you know that the more you wait, the bigger the conflict, yeah. are you willing to have the courage to have it now? Yeah. When you're willing to have that courage, it's easier to, to go and say, I care about our relationship, so I'm willing to suffer now. So after this, we can keep building healthy. That's if you, if you don't bring the confrontation up front, resentment grows, hate grows, does disgust with the other people with the other person grows. Yeah. And the the thing that you don't want is build a culture, an environment where everyone is resented or have resentment against each other. You cannot mm. build a culture based on that. No. no. And the reason you can't is because you start writing checks with your words that you can't cash. Oh, that's a quote right there by Mario. It's true, it's true though, <laughs> because people pleasers, they make so many promises that eventually one of them gets dropped. And now this person no longer likes our company because you promised them something that I couldn't do. Mm. So yeah. don't create, you know, opportunities and don't create wars that I have to go fight for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't create challenges that I have to go clean up. Yeah. So if you're a people pleaser, the challenge is not that that person, we can work on that. But if you don't stop, you're eventually going to offer the wrong thing or the right thing to the wrong person at the wrong moment, and I'm going to look bad. So if you're somebody who works with an executive and you're a people pleaser, you're eventually going to you know, give the wrong vendor uh, information. Yeah. You're going to leak information. You're going to announce something. You're going to steal the thunder. Yeah. And you're going to have what we call in Patrick's book, your next five moves. Yeah. You're going to have loose lips. Mm -hmm. Can you please tell me who we're going to do this or when we're going to go do that? Yes, on this date. Perfect. You leaked it. Now it's out there. Now we can't promote mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. You just affected us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to be nice. But the fact that you can't stand for anything, you fall for everything. Yeah. Right. You have to stand for something at a company. Right. So right. People pleasing eventually catches up to you. You know where people pleasing works? At a restaurant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. if you want to be a people pleaser, go work in hospitality. Yeah, hospitality. That's your job. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not saying you can't make a living off of people pleasing, but in the in the corporate side or in the building something yeah. massive that requires a little bit of secrecy, people pleasing is not the way to do it. It's a very Somebody. deep questions. You guys prepared for these kind of questions here. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. So I want to say that when I go to LA, one of the guy who read in my tarot card. He told me this, honor your no or suffer your yes. Wow. Yeah, that was, yeah. That's honor your no wow. or suffer your yes. yes. Oh my God, that's powerful. Yeah, that's very powerful. <laughs> that's good. Right. Um, you talk about your childhood story, right? I want to go a little deeper. What is What was your inner child wanted the most when you were young, when you were struggling, when you were like, you know, when you were homeless, when you were looking for money, what was your inner child needing the most? Like a little boy. Um, What's the difference right now? Yeah, you know? no, I'll tell you what the word is because I told Patrick this a few years ago. Um, two years ago when we came to Florida was stability. Mm. I couldn't understand why we were moving. We moved 14 times as a kid. We jumped around everywhere. We lived in hotels. We lived at friend's house. We lived on the couch. We lived over here, empty home. We, we just jumped. I'm like, is this what life is supposed to be like? Can we just... Can this just stop? Just that stability. Mm. It's one of the greatest blessings I've ever had is, is just to be stable. And thank God it stays that way, right? Um, but that's also what I wanted for my family one day. See, and can I throw a little astrology? Sure. So since you're a sensei Taurus, right? Yeah, I am, Taurus, yes. they're always looking for stability. Oh, okay. I'm like, that's so Taurus of Mario. That's, yeah. You talk about... Wait, we got to get him too. What was <laughs> I'm so sorry, yeah. Get him too. What's your sensei, by the way? 
when, when, when you asked that question, I was out of these podcasts back in my childhood. So <laughs> you would come back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was your, you know, little boy in the so, boy wanted? You just solved a lot of my of my of my inner inner self question. Thank you with Aww, that question. We have a tissue. We by have the a way. tissue. But no, 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 no. <laughs> All good. It's just that it you makes me think a lot. Yeah. Is I was when I was a child, I was looking more for family. So my as a lot of of people, family were dysfunctional and all of that. But when I mean family is uh, through high school, I I was bullied, mm. so I didn't have friends or have one or two. So um, it was difficult to like I I I I had stability in the terms of I know that I'm gonna eat tomorrow, but I was looking for my family like. Not having my my dad present, uh, but also I have a stepdad that uh, he he raised me. But yeah, it it was so confusing. And when when I was going to high school, it was like I didn't have a sense of community. So right. family was one of the you things. You're in the right place right now. Yes, you know? I am. Awesome I have that? a great family you now. Know, whatever you great love, great family. And then it's full fair right now. That's amazing, you know. So you were more like emotionally absent. You're looking for like emotional stability, right? Because your Probably. dad was absent and sort of absent. No, uh, I don't know. He he was he was not totally absent. He was present, but I I didn't have that sense of family. family. Okay, the, togetherness. The, this is my mm -hmm. my my five to thrive. My 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 inner circle. I didn't have that. So that. Now having it, uh, uh, even with Mario, yeah. every single Sunday, church, brunch, every yeah. single day, at least a 5, 10, 15, 20, sometimes an hour conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like having that inner circle, that family that they may not have your blood, but they are there when you need, they help you, they support you, they they fulfill the, the 15 rules of, of an inner circle. Yes. So it do you no think your inner chai has scenes now? Fully seen, uh, and what's fully seen and fully hard, and you know, because whatever you lack is right now. Um, because sometimes you know, when when you need something, you're looking for some other person, right? There's a yeah. word in psychology; it's called reparenting. Whatever you cannot get from the parent, you can only fulfill for yourself. So reparent. You never get that from your parent, but you know, you're trying to reparent yourself. And you fulfill yourself. So, do you think it's your inner child is seen and seen and heard right now? Whatever you're right now. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, yeah. I I have a great relationship uh, with, with the woman I love. I have great friends and, and 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 family that supports me, and that challenges challenges me to be better. It's it's that sense of this is my tribe, this is my community, this is my inner circle. This is my family. So, yeah. I love that. Wow. You're in the right place now, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of community. <laughs> I'm talking about um, your childhood. I watched one of your videos about you quitting drinking. Mm -hmm. And then one of your mentors saying this, look what you have right now and think about two things, progression and gratitude. Can you tell me a little about how that two work? change your life right now yeah perspective and gratitude yes, perspective yes yeah perspective and gratitude um patrick gave me those two words 
Okay. And he said, you know, you, you've been around me for so long, but you've forgotten where you come from. Just, let's just go back a few minutes when I talked about how I grew up. And here I am working with probably the best CEO I've ever worked with, yeah. a visionary type of leader, high-profile leader, a guy that's just on the go. And I didn't care. Mm. That's good for you. Yeah. My attitude was completely, everything I said a leader is, I was not. Mm. That's why it matters so much more to me today. Right. Because every once in a while, you need the right person in your life to punch you in the face. Yeah. Okay. Or to hug you emotionally yeah. and to tell you, look, you're loved. And because of the instability of life, when he said perspective and he reminded me, you're, you're not living in the crappy scenario. Mm. Like when you were a kid, your life is pretty decent. Maybe you're not a millionaire, but you're, you're a director. You're making decent income. You're not, you know, living off of other things. So you got to remember who you're around and what you, you got to look up, look around to what life looks like and what it could look like. You, you need perspective. And then he said, you're not grateful anymore. Mm. You're not, he said, first of all, you're not even grateful for life because I was, I was drinking the party, drinking for the ladies, drinking for other things, just... I didn't care. I just didn't care. Um, and I thought that that was okay. So he said, you need to be grateful that you're alive, grateful that you still have your mom alive, grateful you still have your dad. Some people don't have that. He said, there are a million people who would gladly trade their problems with yours right now. And you're wow. not grateful for everything you have. So from here, he said, this is your decision. And you get to choose what you do. You're either going to have the perspective and be grateful mm -hmm. or you can continue living the life you're living. And he said, but that's where our roads end. I love that. It's an uh, attitude so of you, gratitude. And ready? Ready? Let's go back. Yes. Yeah. He led me like a leader does by not making me feel inferior or emasculating me mm -hmm. or shame or guilt or talking down to me or disrespecting me mm -hmm. or forcing me. He gave me a gift called the choice. Mm. And I decided to take the gift where before I had rejected it. Right. Mm. And I took that gift of his words that night and um, it, it changed everything. A year later, I was a VP of ops. And then from there, now we're doing a lot of other things, but more than anything, I'm just, I'm just grateful to have the community, grateful to have the team. But that's, that's what was happening at that point. Yeah. Uh, when a man loses identity, it's a very dangerous place to be. And I had lost all sense of identity, like a dog looking for a bone in the backyard. Got it. And his conversation helped me find it. And I was the happiest dog in the world at that point. <laughs> you know, you ever seen a dog that finds a bone? Yeah. So, oh, my God. He's like, they're wagging their tail. But when they lose it, have you ever seen them, like, look around? That's how I felt. That's how I felt. Like, I didn't know what I was looking for anymore. But leaders have this um, ability to put things into perspective, you know? Yeah. yeah. And to remind you. Yeah. And I think we need more people like that. Yeah. Helping our confused young men and our confused yeah. men and our confused husbands, which is why I love what you're doing with teaching people to get to know themselves a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, you told me about what you guys do together to get the Airbnbs that you guys do and you do this, the, the, you know, the candles and this and that. You prepare it so that it's we need more people that are creating better environments for other people. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And men need men. Yeah. You know, sometimes you need a man to talk to you and do that. Yes. Um, and to just give you a little bit of some fatherly advice. Yeah. But that's what happened. Um, and I made the change till today, this, this October, four years sober, no alcohol. 
I have people that message me till today. They watch a video and they're my friends and we talk and we celebrate. They call me. It's been one month, three months, one year. Uh, friend Nick, if you, Nick watches this, <laughs> Nick, I remember when he called me the first time, he said, Mario, I think I'm done. I want to change. I want to do this. I want to do that. Let's do it, Nick. And then he tells me the story about his family and a family member that was struggling with some things. Yeah. And I was, uh, after a while of him talking to him, he got sober. And now this person who everybody thought wouldn't get better just got baptized, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, you never know the impact you can make on other people if you make a choice to start leading your life. Um, it's okay. We all make mistakes. But yeah. that was a very special night for me. Yeah. yeah, I'll never forget that. And I would tell something about Patrick. Before joining the company, uh, I made bad decisions, financial downturn. I was same, like a dog uh, looking for a bone without a, a clear <laughs> identity. I didn't have anything to look forward to. I was just living and trying to find what's, what's next. N- nothing got me excited. It was it was a very confusing moment where where I lost I felt my ide- I I I felt that I lost my identity. When I joined Patrick, besides all the great things of of working with him, he gave me something that now I'm looking forward to. He's a man in a mission and he's replicating that on all of us, but I want to talk about me. He's yeah. replicating that on me. Mm-hmm. So now the drive I have, the fire I have, Oh my God, I I wanna I wanna take over the world. Love that. I'm on oh fire, wow. and I'm 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 just getting started. Why? Yeah. He gave me something. A great leader always gonna give you something to look forward to. Mm. Mm. Now you're fully activated, yeah. then, huh? Yes, yeah. he's on fire. <laughs> you know the opposite of that is, uh, and and I think this is appropriate for the conversation. But back to the conversation on perspective and gratitude. Mm-hmm. I saw in the same time period, I went to go see a uh, therapist, mm-hmm. you know, I went, I went three times and I said, I'm done with this. Like, I'd rather change my life than have to deal with a therapist. <laughs> I, I, Lord, I will gladly change to deal with a therapist. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. I'm good. I'm going to change. Um, and I'll make a decision right now. <laughs> But the biggest thing that came out of those conversations was how depression comes from the inability to construct the future in your mind. Mm. Yeah. When you don't know where you're going, When you have no idea what the vision is, when you don't get clear about what you want in life, you have no goals, no aspiration, you don't know the kind of girl you want, or if you're a female watching this, you don't know what kind of man you want, if you don't know what kind of job you want, kind of dog you want, car you want to drive. When you're so unclear and foggy and blurry about what you want to do with your life, mm-hmm. your identity struggles. Mm-hmm. And you start to question yourself. And all you got to do is get clarity. So we're so big on who do you want to be, what do you want to do, And are your actions aligned with that? Mm. Too many people want to be, I want to be a great leader. And they're drinking like me on a Saturday night. That's not what a leader does. They're not no, blacking out on the weekend. Not at all. You know, I want to make more money. Did you ask for overtime? No. Did you work during Labor Day? No. When you do the same thing that everybody else does, you don't get to experience the beautiful things that leaders do. Yeah. Because you're not doing the opposite. You know what I mean? So... I think it's important to add that part in there mm-hmm. that if you're somebody right now that you're listening to all of this, like, oh, my God, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. I'm not a good manager. I'm just a dog looking for my identity. I'm struggling. Oh, my, I feel like that, too. I have no perspective. If you feel like that, no worries. If you get clarity 
and you get oh, those tough questions and you just start getting a little bit more clear, yeah. you won't struggle with a lot of those things. You know what? It's sorry. I don't know. Yeah. The, the, there's one of my favorite movie scenes about that. Alice in the Wonderland, mm. uh, the original one. So Alice just went into the Wonderland and she's walking around and there's a purple cat. And the purple cat, uh, and they start a conversation and Alice asked the cat, Mr. Cat, which route should I take? And the cat goes, well, it depends. Where are you going? Which Alice replies, well, I honestly don't know. And the cat said one of the most powerful things I've ever, ever heard. I've never seen this. Uh, <laughs> the cat says, if you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter which path you take. Dang. Oh. Clarity is power. If you're just wondering where to go, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which path, which path you take. Yeah. The challenge is you become like a little boat on water. You're just floating around, but eventually that boat's going to end up somewhere. Yeah. Typically, it's a shipwreck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. You, you know what fascinating is that what you said about clarity taking action? Um, I teach um, my community about manifestation. You mm. heard of manifestation, mm. right? Yeah. It's exactly the same like that. You have to get clear. But, you know, in manifestation, you have to visualize, you have to write that down, all the stuff, right? But it's fascinating, whatever we use, different type or example, analogy. But at, at the end of the day, taking action, making decision, get clear on what you want. It's all coming back to that. You know, I'm just like get connected right now. I'm just like epiphany in my mind that, wow, that's actually fascinating. What you just said, mm -hmm. like manifestation method, exactly the same like that. Yeah. You know, um, when Patrick's book came out, Your Next Five Moves, and he has his new book coming out right now, Choose Your Enemies Wisely, talked about it with Joe Rogan. Um, when that book came out, somebody said, why is it so important to find out who you want to be? Mm. And if we go deeper on that, if you as an individual and as a family man or father or leader, whatever you want to call it, when you get clear on who you want to be, then your family and your legacy can talk about who you were. The reason that so many people today, I'm going to rebuild my family's legacy. Yeah. I'm going to be the first one to do this. I'm going to be the one that unites us. The reason that so many families have a void and a gap to fill is because there was somebody in that lineage that was unclear. Right. They didn't know who they wanted to be. Yeah. And their family became whatever the world labeled it. Mm. And we have too many families that are labeled as nobodies and average and mediocre. Yeah. And you have leaders in the families that want to change their legacy. Yeah. They want to make their last name worth something because they're the ones that are finally making a decision. I'm going to get clear and let the world know what my family and I stand for mm -hmm. because nobody did it for us. Mm -hmm. Clarity is so important to leave a legacy. If you don't have clarity now, you're not leaving a legacy. You're, leave, you're leaving a confused, blurry, and now your kids have to pick up the slack for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to let Gabriel wonder. What was my dad? Somebody at the event said, my dad taught me hard work. He was such a hard worker that he said, if I die today and they bury me on my uh, tombstone, yeah, I wanted like, to say yeah, work. work. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And I told my team, I'm like, man, I want mine to say leader. Yeah. Because that's what I've been taught how to do. I've yeah. been very fortunate to work with who I work with. Uh, PBD has been a big blessing in my life. And I think he's, uh, he's one of the greatest leaders of our time right now. Yeah. So weird who gets put in leadership positions. 
you know, Martin Luther King um, in his book, and obviously there's controversy on Martin Luther King. I'm talking leadership-wise. Yeah. They asked him, when did you decide you were going to lead the civil rights movement? He said, I didn't. History pushed me into that position. Mm. Yeah. So sometimes leadership won't be something you choose to do. <laughs> I'm ready yeah. today. You wake up, you shower. You know what? I'm a leader now. Life will put you in scenarios where yeah. you're going to have to choose. That's why I say leadership is a choice. Yeah. Because when you say, hey, um, Aaron, this person is, they quit or they're not here. Um, we're going to have to hire somebody. No. Let me do it. Mm. Give me a shot. You know, what if, you know, I tried out for 90 days and you see how I do. And then you go full force and you build a new reputation in the company. You know, entrepreneurs, they take yeah. on that. Those are uh, blessings in disguise for an entrepreneur that loves a company. When you see that happen, you say, okay, you need five people. How about I work as hard as five people? Don't hire anybody. Let me take on all of those jobs. Give me the raise. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you're going to have your chance. And when you do, you get to decide. Mm. And, I, and I, you know, I hope you decide right. I love that. It so resonate with me. I never choose to become running a business. I was just miserable at my work, nine to five. Wow! And I'm um, like the business as identity fall from my from to my lap, and then I have to make a choice. Yes. Because if I do not, <laughs> have to make a choice. if I do not make a choice, because I'm the caretaker in my family as well. I have to take care of my family, my brother, and now I have community. If I do not do it, no one's gonna do it. That's that's gonna. I, that's why I say entrepreneurship, running a business is not for everybody because it's gonna kick your ass. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna kick your ass, and you know, it just you gotta be crazy about that. And then it was it was accidental, but later on, I realized that it was my part and it was intentional. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Thank you for sharing. It was you know, it's resonate with me a lot. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. And from our conversations, you guys are both obviously working together, but you're both entrepreneurs. Respect. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I remember then a conference Pat told me, um, when you work with somebody for a long time, you want you keep them long time. And the only way to do it is give them ownership of the company. Mm. And how is that structure like and for you in the company? So ownership is tricky. Yeah. Because ownership is not uh, and now I'm going to speak with my entrepreneur hat. Yeah. Ownership is not uh, something that you're entitled to. You know, ownership is something that is earned. And yeah. if it's available, you know, awesome. But it's not something that anybody should ever wake up saying, I need ownership or I deserve ownership. Mm -hmm. Now, unless it's an executive with years of experience and the compensation to bring somebody on board, you're getting recruited with a salary and that's part of the package. Yeah. Or an established corporation. Sure. Maybe there's a, or a joint venture. But um, I've been with Patrick for a long time. When yep. it came to PHP Agency, which was a financial services company, yep. took it from 60 agents to 40,000, 30,000 licensed, and now Moral Kashishian, great friend of mine, and Tigran Bekian, they run that organization, president and director of the field incentives. Um, they got ownership. I got ownership, you know, equity of uh, the past company. And um, I remember Patrick came back from a trip in Monaco, mm -hmm. and... He said, Mario, we sold the company. I said, that's phenomenal, Patrick. Congratulations. He says, you don't get it. He said, this is the amount you're getting. This is your check. And I broke down crying. I sat there because I thought of all those moments where it paid off. 
to be the last one in the office, to work on weekend, to work on a birthday, work on a barbecue, to bring, you know, the family around and to give up certain, to sacrifice the blood, sweat, and tears Mm -hmm. feels amazing. Mm -hmm. But it was a gift. And when they, you know, gave me the paperwork back in 2018, I didn't know what it was. It's like a contract. Is what I'm like, all right, it takes five years, fine, whatever, vesting, whatever, all that yeah. stuff. But when it comes to ownership, I think the biggest thing that keeps people is vision and the yeah. example. Got it. Because at the end of the day, if I'm working with somebody who takes advantage of people, they have no integrity, they hurt other people, it's manipulative, mm-hmm. it's not good. You can, I don't care how much ownership you offer me or you give me, you're not keeping me because I got values and principles. That is the core of, of ownership and equity. Mm. Unless the person taking it has no core values and principles. Then it's two evil people getting along just great. <laughs> <laughs> you got no values? Me neither. Let's talk ownership. Let's roll. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We can, we can coexist. Uh, we both don't have a backbone, right? Um, but I think ownership is, is earned. Ownership is a privilege. Yeah. And um, somebody asked me recently, look, what is your job at Vitamin? To make my boss's dream come true. Oh, if I can wow. make my boss's dream come true, my dreams come true. Because I happen to work with a boss whose vision is so big that my vision fits right inside. So if mm-hmm. I just protect their company and treat it like it's mine, if I make sure that I'm just doing my part, if I act as if this is my company and it was my money, like Patrick said, it has to matter to you then my dreams will come true. And when he goes on a trip, he's going to think, who has helped me do the most? That person come on the trip. You know, this year, wow, what an explosive year. Who's really busted it? And I want my name to be right there. Mm. Just as an opportunity, just consider me. I'm on the, I'm on the, <laughs> so confident right I'm on the benefits uh, waiting list. Like American Airlines has the waiting list for people that miss a flight. <laughs> I just, I think when you're a good entrepreneur, you're on, this, you're on this waiting list and your name goes on the board. You're like, you're like, I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. Um, and then hopefully there's a seat that opens up. Wow. And that's really, yeah. if more people treated their, their CEOs and their companies, whether it's an established, well, you know, the CEO doesn't even know who I am. What have you done for them to know your name? Do your job. We just talked about doing your job is what you get paid to do. They gave you a job. You'd be on the street or on unemployment or you'd work somewhere else yeah. if it wasn't for that entrepreneur that created an opportunity. So create new ideas. Go above and beyond. But the last thing is entitlement. It's yeah. disgusting. And, and by the way. Sorry, I, I went on a rant right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think. So get me going. That's the fire comes out. You know that's where my, my horns my horns came out yeah, as a tour. You talk, you know? <laughs> no, but I I, I I I love that point and and something else is that uh, regarding to ownership, it's not just time. It's not like, well, let me see how much time I've been in the company. I deserve this. Is have you earned it? And a lot of people, yes, five years ago I was the number one in marketing, producing XYZ and Three years ago, I made this change. What are you doing now? I'm not. I'm not giving you ownership because of who you were in, in, in day one. When now you're just cruising around, leaving Friday at 3 p.m., getting late at the office. Entitlement. Entitlement is who you are now. Have you come with me through this 10, 20 year run, adding value? Yes. What about now? Now I'm adding more value than ever. Okay, you earn it. 
So it's not just time. It's not just what you have done. It's what you have been doing, what you're doing, and where you're going. That's why knowing who you want to be and where you're going is so important. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. So how are you guys handling the criticism and feedback as a leader to your team? Horrible. (laughs) I don't want to hear more. (laughs) You know, it's, uh, I'll let you go first this time. (laughs) It's, it's number one, uh, no, we're, I'm still a human being. So when someone tells you something that you don't do good, yeah. it affects your ego. It's like, uh, damn. Yeah. But also with time, you start learning a little bit more. Hey, they have a good intention. They just want me to get better. They just want us to operate better. They just want a better experience. So next time they don't even think about it and they come again. Mm-hmm. So when go to Mario's word again, perspective, as, as hard as it can be. You can, and, and you can react. Sometimes you react, uh, 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 you have a bad reaction, but it's not only about that. It's what do you do after? Hey, I take ownership. I reacted when you gave me feedback. I'm sorry. I know you wanted to, uh, you wanted me to get better. I'm sorry about that. Now, how can we improve here, here, and here? What's your perspective on X, Y, Z? That it's okay to have the reaction. It's okay to go through it. The more you have, the less re- uh, the less uh, uh, um, intense the reaction is going to be. Mm-hmm. But it's not only about that. It's the perspective of, of understanding. Mm-hmm. They are giving you the tools. Mm-hmm. They are giving you what they need so they can keep being with you. They can stay late. They yeah. can come to the next conference. Mm-hmm. They can be keep hiring you. Keep whatever, in, depending on each position that you, you might be. They are giving you, hey, do this, and I'm going to be with you. Do this, I'm going to be with you. So that's where my mind goes. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. feedback is emotional, you know? Yeah. And I think of, uh, I'm very visual, so I use those things. But when I think of Jenga, you ever play Jenga? Yeah. Yeah. When I get feedback, is you get enough feedback, and it's, it takes pieces away oh, from you. Well. And when you, when you don't fill those things in with, like, wh- what lesson you can take from it, you leave yourself very vulnerable to start questioning yourself as a leader. You got to be careful when you get feedback to say, why, why are they telling me this? Mm-hmm. Did I really make a mistake? Mm-hmm. And if I did, what can I learn from it? Mm-hmm. Anytime somebody quits on the company, they fired you. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to Patrick one time and saying, well, Pat, this person is leaving. Then he says, how do you feel? I said, I don't care. He said, that's scary that you don't care. Mm-hmm. I said, why? Because if you don't care, there's nothing you can learn from it. Mm-hmm. which means you think you're too good to get feedback. The feedback doesn't get to you and you're going to stop improving as a leader. Mm-hmm. So feedback is very important. Yeah. I love getting feedback. I'd rather my wife tell me what's bugging her than she holds on to it for one month <laughs> oh my God. and then goes off like a grenade. Yeah. Not that she's yeah. ever done that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's why Not that I've ever done that. I remember the baby was first born and I didn't know how to process this, right? So I didn't give feedback. I remember one day she was like, you're snoring too loud and I'm going to go to the living room to sleep. I said, but I want the baby to be here. What's in the room? He said, my baby. It's like, I'm going to go to the living room. You're snoring too loud. I remember grabbing a diaper. I did it, Mike. I grabbed the diaper and I threw it. 
<laughs> I threw I've thrown one diaper in my relationship. Okay, by the way, it's the slowest flying diaper in the world because it's, it's a newborn diaper. So it's so it's like a small little diaper and in the air is just flapping, right? <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? You know, because feedbacks. This yeah. is about me snoring. I'm like, I don't snore. She'd show me the video the next day. I snore really bad. I snore really bad. I, I don't snore. Yeah. To, to prove. Yeah, the film to, to prove. Yeah, she films yeah. you to prove. Yeah. And it's all the weird faces we make. You really hope nobody sees it. But the point is, feedback never feels good. Because, oh, you know, it's, it's tough to handle. But I think uh, I'd rather my team tells me what I'm doing right, what I said wrong, how I approached it. And I'd rather understand that so I have a coaching moment. Mm-hmm. Because for me, that's a level of bonding mm-hmm. that doesn't exist. And if you can overcome conflict, it actually creates loyalty. So mm-hmm. I actually like conflict that ends well because we can have a little bit more loyalty. We've had conflict. We bring it, hey, like, can I talk to you? I don't like how you did this. Hey, can I talk to you? The way that you said this, are you trying to say this? No, I didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. So that conversation is very important. And here we are together. I say, hey, bro, I'm going to go over here to meet Mike Wynn and Scarlett. Do you want to come down? He's like, yeah, bro, I'll give you a ride. So that that's, that's so our friendship now. That's but before, friendship. it was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then that happens. But ultimately, here's the biggest thing on how you can coexist with somebody, even though they give you feedback. Yeah. Okay? Mm. Patrick said, all right, both of you are mad at each other? Yes. And you don't want to talk to each other? No. All right. Which one of you is going to quit first? Not me. Not me. Oh, so are you both going to be here long term? (laughs) Yes. Then is it fair to say that we should learn to get along since we're going to have to see each other for such a long time? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) So why why do we give each other feedback? So unless you're planning on quitting on me, give me the feedback. And unless I'm planning on quitting on you, share the feedback. Because if we're going to be together long term, we might as well learn how to get along. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. And we're going to need to give wow. feedback. Wow. Same thing with my wife. Mm-hmm. Just tell me now. Fine. I did this. All right. I did it. All right. And then taking responsibility is so hard. Mm-hmm. Accepting the fact that we make a mistake, especially if you're a high ego or high profile person. Yeah. It's so hard. But if tomorrow was our last day here, how would we have wanted to end a conversation? Yeah. yeah. You made the mistake, not me. Uh, today was my last day but you know what I love you man and I'm sorry you're right I should have never said that in front of that person I shouldn't have yelled at you like this you know what I messed up I should have invited you here and I didn't Mm -hmm. I should have done that you know what I could have said this different I should have given you recognition Mm -hmm. you're right I shouldn't have taken credit Mm -hmm. I'm sorry Mm -hmm. can we move past it now Mm -hmm. because if you don't address it it comes out later at the wrong moment See. Your concept about communication it. is so important. But by the oh way, God. do you say snore? Yeah. Do you say snore? There's so a- what did I do is <laughs> she complained to me, so I have a tape in my mouth. It's good for your voice, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, okay <laughs> so we're going to do our sponsor right now for the tape. <laughs> so tape. <laughs> we got to do We got to totally get, those, get them as a sponsor for your yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, your concept about explosion and implosion of mm. problems. If you if, if you can share a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, if if you harbor it, you implode eventually, mm-hmm. and you shut down. You disappear. You're away from everybody. You don't show up to a barbecue. You don't show up to get together. You you're imploding, and nobody knows, and nobody yeah. can help. Mm-hmm. And if you explode, you start to create this reputation that you're just unbearable and can't be around. Yeah. So if you're imploding or exploding, both are bad. The best thing to do is to communicate. 
yeah. and to bring it out there and to have that controversy. And it's better to just have it out right there. But there's respect, too. Yeah. You got to do it respectfully. Yeah. You know, um, we always ask our team, do I have permission to be honest with you? Yes. You smell. Yeah. You have body odor. Mm. Can I be? We've done that yeah. with our teammates. You know, yeah. can I can I be honest with you? Yes. You're very disrespectful in meetings. Can I be honest with you? You cuss way too much. You know, yeah. and we have those conversations. No. Well, what are you talking about? You don't know me. You don't know how I was raised. You're right. I don't. But I do think that you're a leader and we believe in you mm. and everybody looks at you and they admire you. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, if, if if these people are following you, then we want them to see a good example. You know yeah. what I mean? I love yeah. that. I love wow. that. Just wanted to bring the last question before we jump to a relationship. Um, so after my, I want to ask you both about love and relationship. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so finish up. So one question. What's the most valuable lesson that you learn as a leader through your experience? Most valuable lesson. Most valuable lesson. Yeah. Learned as a leader. Yeah. It's a great one. I think uh, that it's okay to love your people. Yeah. Okay. I think leadership is love. Mm. And love is sometimes when you love somebody, you have to say goodbye. Mm. Sometimes when you love something, you have to let it go. Mm. You got to say it. You know, I think love... Um, I didn't think that as a man you could love your team the way that I love my team today. But mm. my life and my future is dependent on them mm. doing well at what they do. Mm. If they do good, I do good. Mm. If I love on them mm. and you take care of your people, mm. all right, they don't leave. Mm. But if you don't take care of your people, somebody else will. Mm. And taking care of them doesn't mean throwing gifts at them. Mm. There's also a business love language out there. Yeah. Right? And if people don't think that you care about them, then they won't want to run through walls with you. Mm. So I think the the biggest lesson over time, Patrick, in my lowest moment of my life, he loved me. Mm. That's why I say that today. And I didn't know that. I thought you know, he could have offered me money, offered me this, offered me that. He offered me the love of a father. Mm-hmm. And there's love as a leader. I'm not saying everybody has to be your kid, but if you're a manager, if you're an, a person in leader, you have kids. Yeah. Because some adults are adult children. Yeah. Right? Yep. Don't talk to me like this. I'm like, what are you, five years old? Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell me that. Go clean your room right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go clean your office. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, leading with love is not a weakness. Mm. However, the counter to that is being close enough to relate to people and love on them, but far enough to lead them to. Mm. There's got to be a line where I'm not your friend right now. I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. I love you and I care about you, yeah. but this is not okay. Mm. I love you. I want you to stay here, but if you do it again, you're fired. Mm. And there has to be a very clear line mm. or else that love can be taken. Tough and love. Yes. <laughs> yes. Patrick said, you may not like working with me all the time, but once I'm done working with you, you'll forever love me. You'll hate me temporarily. You'll permanently love me. Wow. That's that's the biggest a leadership lesson for me, I think. At this point, yeah. it could change. It could change, yeah. Change, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. How about you, Aaron? For me, um, and it's one of the things that, uh, again, um, Patrick has taught me so much. You are a leader when the people around you have life improving, make more money, 
yes. raise their identity, create a community for them. Mm-hmm. You're not a great leader if you're making money. Yeah. You're not a great leader if you just happen to have 100 people. How many of them can pay their bills? How many of them are fulfilling their dreams? By the way, there's a lot of you cannot do the work for them. But for those who are doing the work, the only way that you can know you're a good leader is are their life improving? Mm-hmm. Are they making more money? Do they have better relationships? Do they have a better community? I think it's that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Love, so it. love it. Love it. Love it. You made me want to be a better leader. <laughs> but we know we still have some questions on love yeah, and relationships. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Since we've been talking about love, I want to know who was the first person taught you about love. What the first person taught you about life? First person you, ever first, dated? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm going way the, back. <laughs> who was the first person in your life that taught you about love? Interesting question. The first person in life that taught me about love. Aaron wants to go first. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, no, definitely my mom. Mm. Uh, she she raised me. She took uh, care of me. She taught me how to treat other people, the respect, what love really uh, entails, uh, which is respect, going above and beyond. And there is a very interesting concept for me that um, I'm not perfect then. I'm still trying to apply oh, until today. Right. Uh, you make me I, cry already. I, and, and, I don't know and, where you're going. I know I can feel and this. I'm not, and I, I'm, yeah, no, until now I cannot master it. But is when you decide to love, you're not loving expecting the other person to love you. Yeah, That's an exchange. Love is caring and loving the other person without expecting anything from them. You give them your heart. Mm-hmm. You go above and beyond. You protect them. A great example for me, it's Jesus. Even on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Meaning, even they are making him suffering, he loved them enough that he was willing to defend them. Mm-hmm. That love yeah. without expectation of retribution, yeah. that's pure love mm-hmm. for me. Okay. Erin, can I ask, are you in a relationship or a single? Yes. Aww. Yes, I'm in a relationship. Aaron Very love. happy in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's an expert right now. Because <laughs> oh. remember, you can become an uh, expert in love in just three months. It's a subscription. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, fir- the first... Become a love expert in 90 days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Aaron the first right three months are the most... Pow- no, I'm, I'm honestly saying this. Uh, I learned this from my mom and... and it's it's hard. I'm learning a lot from Mario on his relationship, from Patrick on his relationship, Leo, uh, another of the leaders of the company, in his relationship, Roy. I'm I'm just getting closer to the right people that mm. they have gone through all the problems and they are saving me some decades. I love that. How about you, brother? I won't go. I won't go too deep on it because it'll be emotional. Just my mom. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it for now. That's uh. That's uh. Single mom, three boys. Now that I have my son, I have no idea how she did a million things. Yeah, good job to your mama. Yeah, she uh, she did amazing. She tried her best. Um, she struggled a lot. Of course. Yeah. And uh, to still uh, love on us and literally to give us a shirt off her back. You know, my mom did everything she could. And, uh, yeah, she was the first one ever told me what 
I didn't learn that lesson until later on with my mom. Um, but I do have to say my uncle Diego, who passed away years ago, I loved him because we weren't his kids. And since my dad wasn't really in our life for a big portion of our life, mm-hmm. uh, it was a very interesting relationship. Uh, and I love my dad today. He was at our wedding in March. Uh, but my uncle Diego took us in and he would say, those are my boys too. And he would take us to the movies and he would fight my aunt. She was like, they're not your kids. You know, but he said, yes, they are. They're going to Disneyland with us. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, he really loves us. Mm -hmm. That's when I first, as a child at eight, I felt love. Wow. He wants us to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, we'd walk into his house. He had two cutouts, marquees, so like a cardboard cutouts. Mm -hmm. It was John Wayne and Elvis. <laughs> and we walked into the living room. We had to say hello to the man, John Wayne, and to the king, Elvis. <laughs> Matthew Diego, was, he was my favorite uncle. Aww, he was phenomenal. You. So, right. yeah. Love is such a deep topic. I know. Yes. I know. We can talk for hours. <laughs> just because, I, go just because I want to get rewarded at home, now my love lessons come from my wife. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Furbies, we're listening. <laughs> you were listening. How, how do you love others right now? I mean, I'm not sure you heard of um, love languages. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like some people they love their partners or like their family by gifting. Some of them they want to hear about affirmation when someone praises them. They love it. Someone they want physical touch, right? So some sometimes they want. S- some of them, they want to give service to their partner. So how do you love your partner? What is your love language? This is personal, right? Yeah. Okay, because at work, you can't do physical touch. Cause <laughs> no, 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 sorry. Oh, sorry, this is like, yeah. Okay. HR doesn't like that too much. But um, I do think business, if you go back to leadership, business love language is communication. But also, I think um, giving somebody that, that identity is is a big love language you know belief mm-hmm. there, there's yeah. a business love language too but back to personal um it's funny because my wife and i talk about it all the time i'm big on gifts mm. i'm big on gifts she doesn't care for gifts she uh. wants quality time mm. i mean did you see what i got you at amazon and it had a little gift receipt oh i haven't opened it I, okay i'm gonna call you out right now barbie she loves she loves hummingbirds because they were fly right next to her window Mm -hmm. and you know i'm like oh really oh can you hear the hummingbird can you hear the facetime look at the hummingbird got a little hummingbird thing right um it was a feeder because i thought all right she loves hummingbirds i'm gonna go and get her a hummingbird feeder so they all come to her window and she sees eight or ten different hummingbirds right and then i remember uh, i kept asking her how are you doing no 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 hummingbirds no hummingbirds no hummingbirds like, man, I bought the little liquid. I sent her liquid through Amazon. So you pour the liquid, yeah. and they come eat the little liquid. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. Maybe it's not the season, not the season, not the season. Well, she's relocating <laughs> from Arizona to Florida, and I'm helping her pack the house. And sure enough, I opened the closet, and the Amazon bag was there. <laughs> I opened it because it was a gift that I sent because I know when they wrap it in the blue little like wrap. And the hummingbird feeder was inside. <laughs> <laughs> the hummingbirds didn't show up because it was never they put was outside. <laughs> so that's when I really learned gifts was not her love language. I see. So, so she was big on, on quality time. Her family, Sunday afternoon, gets together, chills, watches a movie, hang out, sleep on the couch. That's what they do. 
and they love it and they're so united and so close it's a warm environment Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, go, go, go. What are we doing next? Where are we going? What? Are, let's plan it out. Logistics. Mm-hmm. We got to go here about five miles. So we got this. We can eat for about an hour, have the car outside. I've been on the go for the last 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you tell me to slow down, that is not my language. Mm-hmm. But communication at that point. Mm-hmm. So how do we do it at home now? I had to learn it. And we read the book together. And we did a one-hour course online. It was a webinar. And I said, look, I wanted to get better at this. And we did. We dated long distance for two years. See, wow. So we really had to learn the language because of course. if I didn't do the FaceTimes or date nights, so she would Uber, uh, Uber Eats for me, I'd Uber Eats for her. Then we get on FaceTime. Oh, romantic, or, brother. We get on romantic. FaceTime. For, I'm a tourist. That's yeah, <laughs> all about food, too. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Are we talking? So, and it's funny because um, we would both order. It's so funny. Who would order what food? I'm like, this the lobster and steak and, you know. She's like, what do you want or anything? I don't know, Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, no, I can't Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we did that part. But we had to learn. Yeah. So eventually we had to learn. But for her, it's that quality time and being intentional and listening to her. You know, because I can go about 90 seconds and then I want to look at my phone. And she's mm-hmm. like, hey, hey, talk to me. Mm-hmm. Hug me. Eye contact. Yeah. So then it's, you know, physical touch. <laughs> right. Um, do you love to receive gift from her too? Or like anybody. I love gifts. Mm. I love it. Like when you brought that stuff yeah. the other day, I went home Aww. like a, I was like walking into my bag. I don't Aww. care if it's polka dots. Said, I walked out of the office. They said, nice polka dot bag, Mario. I said, I don't care. <laughs> I got gifts. Did you get gifts? Because I got gifts. <laughs> yeah. I got the candle right here, the little pumpkin. I put it on her desk. I took my little mug. Oh, I'm, I'm happy with stuff it. like that because it's, it's it shows somebody took time out of their day. Yeah. Am I that important? Thank you. You know what I mean? That's how it feels. Um. And yeah, and yeah you know. we're in the same club, bro. I that's love right. receiving gift too. That's right, that's right. <laughs> I have to teach him. There we go. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Better gift. Shot. <laughs> Shot. <laughs> um, how about you, Aaron? What's your left language? Uh, I'm still trying to. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm learning a lot from from especially in the relationship that I'm I'm in right now. And um, again, I have great mentors around me that that can mm. guide me through. And one of the biggest breakthroughs was learn the other person love language because you can be doing something they don't care about <laughs> that mm. and um my personal love uh, language i would say is two physical touch and quality time yeah those two are like anything else like it's great words of affirmation great gifts acts of service but to me is uh physical touch and um quality time Mm, I love it. I love it. You're more like intimate type of yeah. guy. Ooh. Do you have any question? Like love question for Mario? Yeah. Okay. I'll continue. Um, I'm sure um, you and Bobby fight, right? Often? No, no. Not really. No, I mean, I think if you, you have to, to fight, say no. Every want... couple, and yes, of course, yes. we had some really good ones. Okay. So let's say if you want to fight like um, once a month, you know, what would be the the most highlighted topic? What do you guys fight the most about? So that's a question from Lyra's as well, because I want to ask a question to you. Like, what's your money mindset? And what's her money mindset? Right? Because you both came from, sure, you both came from the different background. Mm-hmm. So you have to be like, uh, like investing, spending. Like, how do you think about the money? How does she think about the money? So how do you, how do you solve it? And what's the most um, argument you guys fight about? 
So that's like two different yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Um, what we most fight about, I think, is the fact that we're not on the same page about mm-hmm. communicate. Like communication is the number one thing where we misinterpret what we're trying to say or do, right? Like uh, I'll be home early. For me, <laughs> is nine thirty ten o'clock. <laughs> For her, I'll be home early is six, and she can cook and set up the meal and the feast. And then when I get home, she says, the food's cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I'm like, I, I said I'd be home early. I didn't say, does that? Well, you got to be more specific, and you got to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think um, getting on the same page is really what, you know, we fight about the most. Um, I see. And we've had to really work on getting on the same page mm-hmm. because now that we have a kid, you, you have know. to. <laughs> yeah. You have to. Now, when it comes to money, um, she's a big saver, disciplined every month, you know, making sure that things are paid and this and transferring to this account and going here, mm-hmm. an account for this, an account for this, an account for that. For mm-hmm. me, it's like the money's in the bank. Whatever's got to get paid gets paid. Put it on <laughs> auto renewal and auto draft. And I don't want to think about it. I don't want to log in. It takes way too long to log into Wells Fargo. Got to go there. Face ID. I forgot my password. Everything's on my uh, Apple Pay. You know, where you put your cards. two of us. You can, double, <laughs> you can double click and just scan it. I don't want to look. I want to make so much money that I can go here, drop the card, leave. Mm. And for her, it's like every dollar counts. So it's it's a, it's a, oh, my gosh. She's like, you have this on auto renewal? You don't, have you canceled your Netflix? You don't even watch Netflix? I'm like, I know, but if I ever need it. It's there. It's convenient. I don't want to do it twice. I'm sure you have something to talk about, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. So I, I very like Barbie did save every single dollar. <laughs> yeah. So this money to this saving account, this money to this stock, to this. So she's yeah, frustrated with me because like she want to buy big this. We want to go this. No, we need a budget, budget, baby, budget. Because <laughs> I'm like, um, I have a very positive mindset to all money, right? So money sometimes need a flow. You don't stagnant in the bag. It need to flow because it's always come back, right? But I love um, when he's trying to be disciplined as well because I could be like, um, I'm not never overspending though. Yeah. But you know, so that's the mindset that he's more like disciplining myself. I'm like abundant. Yes. <laughs> mindset, yes. Right. So like it's gonna come back. It's always come back too. We want. I told him that we will never get broke anymore. But you know, I love the fact that he balancing me out. Imagine, yeah, same, yeah, same. Because I was literally, I was at a car dealership. This is like six months ago. You remember I was looking? I'm right there. I swear, if they if they close me, I'm gonna give up my credit. And I got smart. I I knew that the only person that could save me from being closed was Barbie. <laughs> hey babe, they're about to close me right now. They want me to run my credit. She's like, "Don't do it." Like, <laughs> my wife said, "I can't do it." <laughs> And I said, and I literally, these are like, oh, well, how are you going to fight me now? And I'm in sales, right? They're selling me. Yeah. Um, but at that point, I'm also like, I'm go, I'm going to get it done. However, I'm glad I didn't yeah. because it wasn't really what I wanted. Yeah. I'm just a little impulsive sometimes. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I also happen to believe that everything comes like that. But the good thing is we communicate. And when right. it comes to money, sometimes, you know, we all need a little, again, just like we teach other people, yeah. we can teach our spouse too. Yeah. And just like I, Patrick taught me one time, he said, Mario, I'm going to give you a bonus, but I need you to go reward yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you're making money and you're growing your lifestyle and you're earning more and you're not rewarding yourself, you're going to get bored and you don't have something exciting. You, there's no carrot that you're going yeah. for. Mm-hmm. And you start thinking, I'm working so hard for what? 
to not enjoy what I'm working hard for. Yeah. So there's a part of it is also, look, let's go to the mall. We're going to get some suits. We're going to get some shoes. We're going to do this. What do you want? Some perfume. All right, cool. A little, a little bit of an investment into us. This is why we work so hard. We want to go to a nice dinner this week. We yeah. haven't in a long time. Why yeah. don't we go and actually have some steak? Let's go eat by the beach. Yes. You know, instead of just going to California chicken, whatever it's called. <laughs> right? It's, it's good. You know, Publix is cool. We can yeah. make food at home. But, yeah. you know, every once in a while. But we, but we taught that. And now when we go there, I say, how does it feel to be here? Now our kids mm -hmm. get to see it. Now they get to experience a nice dinner when they go out on a date. And we're changing our mindset. Because if we are going to be the legacy makers, then we also have to think bigger. Because mm. successful families, they make those big experiences be normal. Mm. So that then we learn together, and we also are careful. We were able to have a, a good wedding. We were able to relocate. We were able to get a, a, a house we're renting now, don't own yet. But we're preparing ourselves yeah. um, because we've also communicated, you know. So I love that. Wow. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that Barbie is like, you know, taking care of you like that. She's like, amazing. Yeah. Even she's with amazing. the baby. She's right here, you know, baby, and she's carrying him, and she's like doing this oh. <laughs> on your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, she's amazing, yeah. Um, so, I mean, since we're talking about Barbie, right, what has changed in your life since Barbie came into your life? That's a loaded question right there. Uh, a lot has changed. Um I didn't realize how much baggage I still had in my life as a man. Yeah. And she helped me kind of get through that. There's a book called Clarity and Connection mm. by Young Pueblo. Just about it. Oh, oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's Yeah, good. Clarity yeah. and Connection. And then we read Onward. Clarity and I read Clarity and Connection. I was a yeah. very territorial person, meaning what's mine is mine. What do you want, mm. right? And Patrick says that there's a difference between jealousy and being territorial. And I'm, I'm a territorial guy. He's my friend. What are, you, what are you going to dinner for? What are you guys talking about? What are you feeding him? Because I know where he's going in his life. Mm -hmm. So if Mike's a bad influence, I don't want him. I'm territorial. That's mine. Yeah. That's my team. Yeah. Yeah. My people. It's my brand. Yeah. My company. Mm -hmm. My leader. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And I realized that a big part of that was the way I grew up is everybody took advantage of everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that until. So she said, "You, there's some things that you kind of say and do that... Uh, she had to do a lot of personal. Barbie has an incredible life story. Um, the way that, you know, she went through a tough time as a child. Mm -hmm. um, she doesn't share a lot, but she she had a, a traumatizing experience as a kid. And um, and it, it wasn't anything um, physical. It was more uh, mental. And, you know, um, she had to go through some things at four years old, being in a, in a clinic, in a hospital, recovering. Oh. Um, because she has something that happened to her and she said she really had to have deep conversations with herself to gain her confidence back. Yeah. And she had to find her identity very young and, um, she was very strong and mature. So she helped me to mature and she helped me to kind of level up. I was still acting childish. I had a lot, a lot of, uh, weak tendencies and, um, I was somewhat of a people pleaser as well. And she helped me kind of calibrate a little bit. She also made me believe in love again. You know, mm -hmm. I was good. I wanted to come to Miami and party, you know. <laughs> and um, Barbie came around, and I said, you know what? I think I want to be more stable. Yeah. And that stability, when you find the right person, you just want to impress yeah. them. Yeah. And she made me want to impress her. And, you know, we courted, and we did that. We did the whole bird dance. You know, like, look what I got by attainment. <laughs> hey, I'm a leader. I got a team. 
you know and she's you know the, the female bird always looks and looks away yeah and then she did some of those and we stayed together you know um mm. she accepted me for who i was yeah and mm. i felt i could be myself you know she really made me feel at ease mm-hmm. and she allowed me to be a father to her son i have a 15 year old she allowed me to keep the relationship with my uh two stepdaughters from my past relationship who call me Papa till today, Bella and Melody. I love them very much. Mm-hmm. I raised them from one and three years old. Uh, she didn't make me stop being who I was, but she did help me to kind of mature and move on to the next chapter, not to live in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she That's she, deep, bro. she, she yeah, challenges me that. a lot. She challenges me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also um, was willing to have a great relationship with my leader. Mm-hmm. And because sometimes, you know, if I would have met the wrong person, says, you know, you should be your own boss. You should take off and do your own thing. Mm-hmm. You don't need Patrick. Why does he always call you and tell you what to do? Mm-hmm. See, that that kind of attitude would have never worked. Yeah. So yeah. she also, she came in and she adapted, but she also let, you know, let me know what she stood for. Right. And because she had her own core values and principles, you know, it made me want to level up minds. Mm-hmm. Love it. Wow. Love never it. told me to lead. She said, if you want to lead, lead. You know, yeah, so, she let you lead you. Yeah, I love that. That's the power of the woman too. She let she not tried to step over your power. She believe in your power. She let you lead you. She said, "I I, that. I just want to be able to count on you." Wow. That's all you got to tell Powerful. me. Yeah, I'm gonna come through. Wow, take no, baby. Take no. I'm taking no <laughs> right now. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? Do you have anything? Uh, no, something that I, I, I've learned also having a conversation with Barbie is a woman is willing to let herself be lead by a man, but she has to know that that man is going to come through every single time mm-hmm. and is going to be there for whatever she needs. Because at the, and this is not based on me. This is from what what I've learned from, from, uh, from them. It's when you start a relationship mm-hmm. is even though the woman wants wants to be led, she's not going to do it because she needs to first trust you. No, she can count on you yeah. and then make the decision to, to be led. You talk about the legacy you're going to leave for the family, right? What is your love legacy? So how are you going to leave your love legacy? Like when you're not around, you have you know, little Gabriel, right? You know, How do you uh, want to leave your left leg? This is uh, one of my biggest dreams is to stay married. Mm-hmm. I, come, I come from a, a single household. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. grow old with my wife. Mm-hmm. I really do. We share memes with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are like, you know that scene from the movie Up? Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Yes. That's what I want. Aww. My heart, My heart longs for that. And I want my kids to know that it's normal mm-hmm. to stay married. And it's normal to have problems. It's normal to fight. It's normal to sleep on the couch one night. It's normal to do that. But it's not okay to simply walk out or to end it. And, you know, and I am divorced once. It's not like I've had a perfect life, you know. And she's happy today. I'm happy today. Things happen. Um, But I ask God every day, look, things are going to be rough. Things are going to be tough. Again, if we want perfection in our marriage, we'll just be average. But if we know we were going to do some big things mm. in our life, then we have to be okay with some chaos. But at the end of the day, as much as I don't want to, and my ego kills me all the time, I have a very big ego. Um, I have to be the leader to go apologize and the leader to go do it. Yeah. 
But I want my love legacy to be where Gabriel gets older and says, I want what mom and dad have. And I want to find a girl that stays with me. (laughs) Same thing for Ethan. Ethan's 15. I don't have, I tell him sometimes, look, I know I only met you at 12 and I only got you for a few years. But in those few years, you're going to see a man that takes care of your mom. And I asked him before I got engaged with Barbie, what do you expect from me as a father? And what do you expect if I chose to marry your mom? Mm -hmm. He said, what would you want if you were me? Mm -hmm. I said, somebody to take care and love my mom. Yeah. He said, that's what I want. Aw, he's so sweet and that's, too. And that's what I want to give him. I want to show him that, you know, his Healthy mom found too. that his yep. mom found a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his mom found a leader. And I want him to feel loved too. Mm. You know, every once in a while, I'll throw in and I'll sneak in and love you. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know what I'm doing, but I'll be walking around. All right, bro, I'll see you later. I love you, okay? <laughs> and they'll be like, love you too. <laughs> You know, you know, I'm like, yes, I got one. He doesn't even know I do this little dance. I'm like, you, yeah. Rico, he said, I love you. I'll call Barbie. Ethan just said, I love you. Okay. He won't listen to this. He's too, you know, kids are too school. Yeah. Yeah. They play all these black ops games. Mm-hmm. But um, the love legacy is they went as, as they went and they went through a lot of ad- adversity and they stayed together. And that's what I'm going to do too. Um, but I'm following my example. You know, I give a lot of love to to Patrick because he is a leader that I look up to the way that other people look up to Abraham Lincoln yeah. or to George Washington mm-hmm. or to maybe, you know, who else is big out there in the world? Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Right? Other people look up to all these people. I look up to my boss yep. because he's still married, four kids, and he built a company. And I remember him carrying his kid on stage and at the office, and I'm following the same footsteps because if he can do it with everything he has going on, I have no excuse to say I can't do it. So that's the importance of a leader's example. More is caught than taught. And I want to leave that. I want them to catch the love uh, with mom. I don't just want to tell them, you got to be a good husband and show up. No. I want I to see. see it. I love that. That's why I said it's loaded. Okay. Yeah, but I know. It's yeah. A lot yeah. yeah. This is like all out. This is all gold. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? Do you, what, 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 what kind of love My love legacy? legacy couple of things but all around the same thing it's family i want uh, a united family i want to have those christmas where everyone wants to come to my place mm. everyone wants to celebrate with us mm. everyone wants uh, us to lead even in family reunion i want my kids to admire their mom myself and our grandkids to say wow what a great example we had. And it's just very, very similar to what Mario is saying. Is I want to be the example, not only for them, but for, for the community. Mm-hmm. And I have a great example, the same example that, that Mario has, which is Patrick. I have someone that is, is what, what, an easy, what an easy thing for me. I just need to replicate what he's doing. I don't have to create a new formula. I don't have to come up with something new on my own. And I just need to replicate what he's doing. Why? I don't know. But running 11 companies, being on podcast uh, 24-7, being a public figure, uh, still being the operator. He's not the investor that is outside. He's on the trenches with us. Mm-hmm. So having that, and at the same time, having an amazing family that loves you, respects you, uh, that look up to you, that you're teaching your kids well, and you, you can uh, you can tell because everyone that meets their kids, like these kids are amazing. They're, they have something special, 
and a, a, a wife like Jennifer that is working with us uh, also, leading by example, going above and beyond, taking care of the kids, taking care of, of Patrick. It's like, I want that. Yeah. And I just need to replicate what he's doing. Ah, I love that. Wonderful. The very last question for both of you, since you both are very busy and leaders, how do you start your day and how do you end your day? Like, is there any morning ritual or like night ritual? Like, is there any prayer do you do in the morning? The prayer. So, what would be the ritual look I'm like? So in the morning? Uh, yeah. I'm so bad at this. I'm so bad. I don't have. I don't have a great <laughs> morning ritual or night ritual. What I do is I get up, and the first thing I say is, "God, thank you for another day of life. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to take care of my home, take care of my wife, and give me the strength that I need, the courage, strength, and wisdom to be a good leader today and make the right decisions. Uh, you know, just give me heart. Um, outside of that, I'm working on personal goals. You know, I got to get back. Um, into a lot of things, you know, but more than anything, I'm just grateful every morning. And then uh, I like to go home and the ritual is go work your butt off on, you know, things that, that move the numbers and don't go and waste my day because I have um, family to feed yeah. and I have a, a legacy to create. Um, and it's, you know, go home and give it all I got so I can feel proud when I go home that I didn't waste my family's time. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest things for me. I know it could be a lot deeper. You know, and look, calling myself out as a leader, I got to lead those areas better. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of things that I want to do. Of course. But if there's anything that I do, uh, like clockwork, mm -hmm. it's I thank God that I'm alive because other people don't get the same opportunity that we get sometimes. Right. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, I try to make sure that I get home to spend a little time with the family and, and, and do that part. But, right. you know, right. very open to suggestions after this on maybe what you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 very similar. I don't have a, a three-hour magic morning routine. Uh, it's not like that. But uh, if there's a couple of things that I do during the day, is number you read one, your Bible in the morning. Yeah, well, yeah, every, every morning. Every day at his desk, he's reading a page of his Bible. Aww. Yeah, and then I send uh, the biggest message with a reflection to to people I care about um, in, in a group or or separately. I've never gotten a message. Bro, you wouldn't understand. No, this, is a, this is a crucial conversation right here. So out now. So, yeah. out. so it's yeah, that. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Yeah. So it's that um, every, every morning I also try to feed my mind with whatever, with a book, with Bible, with, with something else. But every, every morning I try to feed my mind. But at night, I need to make sure that the people I love, they're good. Have my last my last appointment with my significant other making sure that she's good making sure that she's taken care of um i'm 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 in a we we have different drivers and and you know the four drivers uh, we we see through through the vault and depending on which stage of life or just happens to be different i'm in a, i'm in a stage of 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 my life that i'm very 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 driven by taking care of people i love love that very driven is um, I'm going to put you in first place, then it's me. Mm. And not always is beautiful. It's like, why I'm doing that? <laughs> But uh, it's, I know right now that it's the right thing. And, and the worst case that can, worst thing that can happen is other people's lives improve. I love that. I love that you want to take care of people. By the way, are you any chance that uh, your sense I cancer or? Close, Leo. 
You're Leo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I can see you have a lot of you want to take care of other. You talk about family a lot. That's like yeah. Cancer energy. I love mm. that. Very nurturing. You know, very empathetic. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So, by the way, today is our anniversary. We turned seven. Congratulations! Wow. Congratulations! Seven, yeah. seven years. Deal. That's it's been a long time. Wow! And you, do you get sick of me or? No, I know. Same day, day one. Okay, good day answer. One. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank pleasure. you for sharing um, all the business insight and. You know, thank you for being vulnerable. This was great, know? great conversation, yeah. leadership stuff. I admire you guys are doing. Um, and obviously, it's not easy to build a podcast. It's not easy to build a brand. But leaders start. And mm-hmm. as long as you get started, you keep going. That's what it is. My team has started with one camera, a couple of videos on YouTube. Something goes viral that we kept going. And then we just, we, we've kept going, even though a lot of competition stopped. Yeah. You know, and as you go, you pivot. You go, you pivot. And you just keep going. Yeah. And next thing you know. Everybody wants to listen to whatever topics you're talking about on the CEO corner yeah. um, because that is very important. Yeah. You know, CEOs are running the world, you know, yeah. and their teams are impacting the world. And uh, I think this could become something very important for people. And then the relationship component right. adds a whole new dynamic yeah. to, you Thank know, you. it's Thank work you. and life, you know, uh, yeah. work-life balance. Yeah. Thank uh, you for giving us important. your time. We're really Thank grateful you. for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's an anniversary gift for us too. Happy anniversary. <laughs> 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 <laughs>